This is Good Riddance the Podcast. And here we go. Back. Man, I kind of forgot how to podcast a little bit, bro. Bro, <laughs> you lost a little bit of your steam there. Lost a little steam, huh? That's what happens. Man, this is is this the way to come back from episode episode 26, man? After the holidays and everything, first episode of the year, man. Bro, that's the way you got to come back. I mean, oh, you, you, you can't sell a false I still feel like I'm on belief. vacation. There you go. Kind of. Well, a little bit. But not really. Tab it. Tab it. Hey, man. But thank y'all, man. Thank y'all. We here. We back. Um, episode 26, Good Riddance, the podcast, man. Um, I know y'all thought we forgot about you, but in fact- We kind of did. I'm we sorry. didn't forget about you. <laughs> At least I didn't. Jake can speak for herself. Yeah, I kind of forgot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am your host, Ive, back in the flesh, podcast poppy, whatever you want to call me, I'm here. Um, here alongside me is uh, one of my guys, man, one of my friends, one of my uh, brothers, brothers in arms, Jay. Talk to him. Man. Bro, I'm excited about a couple things, man. What's that, man? What do you, what do you, uh, what do you? May, may I just jump into this? You just want to dive right in? I just want to just, I want to just dive right in because I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you know, I, I hate to start off with with sports in general, but okay. But let me do this real quick. I just want to get this off my chest. Are you familiar with the the the, the UFC Brooklyn? The, the the fight that's happening out there. The one that happened this past weekend. It's uh, did it happen this past weekend? Uh, no, who's no, headliners? It's, no, I'm I'm looking at the um, what is this? The, uh, what's her name? Paige Van Vincent. Oh, Paige Van Zant. And she's fighting with this other, uh, with this Hawaiian chick that she has her moments, you know, she's got a body on her. Oh, you're talking about uh, uh, the one that just passed. The, the fight happened. Look, it she, happened. Paige Van Zandt. No, don't, and, tell me, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me who won then because I I'm literally. Gonna you, I'm not going to tell you who won, but it was Paige Van Zandt and uh, Rachel Ostovich. Yeah. And when I say <laughs> it was a spectacle. It was the night of the Pacquiao fight, wasn't it? It was the same night, yeah. I didn't no, watch the Pacquiao fight. That, I watched that's that shit. why I watched the Pacquiao fight. I didn't watch that shit. I watched see, that. I was under the impression, mm-hmm. and you know, since my Instagram is showing me, like, bro, some, you can't. I can lose. Oh. It was a spectacle. You gotta watch it. I'm gonna watch it. You gotta watch it. This is you know what right right now. I was on my phone right now. I just, yeah. I, just I saw I saw those two pieces do the mm-hmm. little way, and I'm just like, <sighs> ooh, let me be the referee ooh. of that fight. Let me jump on one of them to stop the fight. <laughs> and that was a good fight. Hey, I was, listen, if I were the referee for that fight. Mm-hmm. I'd be pretending like I'm stopping the fight on a consistent basis. I'll just jump on top of one and be like, oh my God, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you good? You good? You, I, okay, I, just, right. I just want to make sure you, <laughs> you are doing good. okay because if you're not, I need to know at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, that was that was that was a fire little bout. Uh, that was a nice little fight. Um, good shit. Good so shit. you didn't see you didn't see TJ Dillashaw, nah, nah, Henry nah. Cejudo? No. I you plan on watching this? I, I do. That's why I don't want you to say anything about it. Okay. I, I, I apologize. Man, I'll be a little bit late. But man, if you ain't watched it yet, man, I feel like I should be able to spill all the beans right here on this table. But Shit. I'm gonna grant you. But well, did, did I'm you, gonna grant you that. Did you watch the Pacquiao fight? Uh, watch clips. You watch clips. The reason why I didn't watch the Pacquiao fight was because you knew that those two fucking sexy beasts were gonna get it on the ring. Uh, octagon. That's one. Myself. But number two is I said this a long time ago. Uh huh. Anything that Broner is selling, I am not buying. 
that's just that's just what it, that's just where I'm at with it. Why is that? Well, because Broner doesn't love boxing. He tried to come in, bro. He does it for the hood, bro. <laughs> the hood and and and, and bro, Cincinnati the disrespect. What's what's the dude name that Jim Gray? The the interviewer at the end, the the old the old gentleman. Oh yeah 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 yeah. What's his name? Jim. Hold on, let me see. I'll I can't. Get, I'll I get think it's name. Jim Gray to be real. Yeah, I think it's Jim Gray too. Hold up, come he's on, a, man. the commentator for Showtime. Yeah yeah. Why? Like, come on, man. What do you like? This is one of the most more classier dudes. Jim Gray. Yeah, this is one of the more classier dudes, classier interviewers. He's interviewed some of the all time greats in boxing, in fights, in fight sport in general. Right. And you got Broner up here. Making a fool out of himself. Oh, man, this for the whole hood. Everybody know I won that fight. Cincinnati stand up. Dog, you didn't win that fight. Jim Gray, I I was dying when I saw the clip. He was like, Jim Gray, he's like, the most punches you threw in a round was eight. (laughs) It was like a a quick little uh, uh, just awkward silence. He's like... It was like hilarious. You're three, three, and one in your last seven fights. Where do you go from here? I'll go seven and zero against you. He's like that wouldn't mean like come on like but I like I haven't I haven't seen Broner fight since. To be real, I haven't I haven't subscribed to anything Broner was selling since Maidana. You know, look, and when was that? 2015, roughly. Something like that. Broner's a talent, man. He's he just he's he, talent, he, he starts off slow. That's one of his biggest mistakes, and I think it's one of those things that everybody talks about. He starts off. I used slow. to be a big fan, though. He had a couple times to snatch greatness. He had a couple times where that mantle, that seat, he could have been in that seat a couple different times, and he just, for whatever reason, it's because he's too much of a goddamn fool. He tried to copy the Floyd blueprint. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He, in that sense, in the in the boxing science, he did try to copy I am, that. I am 100 glad it did not work for him, because I'm not necessarily a I'm not fully a fan of that Floyd blueprint that he's perfected. So to see somebody else come in and do it, I don't want to see anybody else try it. Floyd did it. I, I'm I have bitter like he did it to perfection. I have bitter like a bitter want, taste in my mouth. Paul, about pretty it. boy Floyd. Oh, man. You remember that Pretty Boy? I remember Pretty Boy, but once he turned to money. Money. Yeah, it was a different ballgame. It was a way different ballgame. He he had an end game in sight, and he was determined to get to that end game. Um, It just is what it is. Like, Floyd is – I didn't like the shit he did when he fought the little 12-year-old Asian kid from Japan. He did a secret fight and took – Let's do a 12-year-old kid from Japan. Bro, I don't care about – like. An an exhibition, bro, bro. bro. Why are you exhibition, whatever you want to call it? I don't care about why you. Why are you? Why are you taking a secret fight, a secret exhibition? Nine million dollars. That's why, bro. It, no, I don't care. I'm gonna say it here. I've told the. I told the homies in the group chat. I've told homies, people that I've met on the side that are Floyd fans. Bro, I'm a huge, huge, huge Floyd fan. Right. Right. I got a little. I got some bitter taste in my mouth. Pause about some of the. The career choices that he's made, but he's fifty and zero. That kid, I don't care how much money. I don't care about that nine million dollars in one hundred and thirty nine seconds. That kid should not have been able to get you out of bed. Any and every move you make at this point in time should be a legacy move. 
to be something to increase or enhance your legacy. That fight, people forgot about that shit. People are not going to remember that shit in six months. Because I, I don't think it's so, nine I, mil, so you, you, you can't you can't to. you can't pout at nine mil. But at the same time, let's take it to another sport. Give me a great of another sport, uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is not gonna get out of bed for any nigga claiming he can play ball. Kobe, give me a one. Kobe's not. Kobe, yeah, I don't but, care how much you, that, you're that, not that, getting Kobe that to lace him up. You can't. Not, that's a bad comparison because why? because in Kobe's a great right. He's yeah, a goat right. Yeah, he he is one of the goats. But let's be frank here. We're not talking about a combat competitive sport. In basketball, it's a multiplicity of people. There's no basketball game that goes one on one the entire game. I mean, you can play twenty one. You can play one on one. Okay, that happens, bro. You know what? I, I wait till the day that. On NBC, ABC, CNN, mm-hmm. well, I mean, not CNN, but Fox, but UPN, where they televise an entire fucking game of Kobe versus LeBron one-on-one for 40 minutes. When they, you well, give me that of shit. Course, well, of course, you're going to have to alter the game for one-on-one. So it wouldn't be 48 minutes. It would be a, it would be a downsized game. Half an hour. First player to 21 or something like that. But in the heights of their careers— if that was a thing, if they could play half court basketball, hey, you know, that would be first thing. to twenty one, that would be a thing. Ice Cube is showing us that can be a thing with the big three. Yeah, but uh, fuck the big three. I want to see the just one on one. All I'm saying is, everybody, look. All I'm saying is, the blueprint can work. Ice Cube is now showing us the blueprint can work. Now, at the height of their career, I would accept that. But let me but ask you a I'm question. I'm not going to ever subscribe to Kobe Bryant playing a secret exhibition with some fucking kid we but ain't never course. heard of. Uh, of course. But but once again, he won't have to make that type of decision. That's a, that's a different thing. But, you know, talking about that type of decision, though, it got me curious. What's that? That might be something I'd be interested in watching. It could be. It, it, because, yeah. look, look. It can work. One of the biggest one of the biggest conversations that people have always had from the life of sports, it's always... One on one, who wins? Oh man, one on one, this one, on, and you never get to see that. All you get to see this during the game for about thirty seconds when they go one on one. And oh, okay, fine, maybe, <laughs> just maybe, give you a little taste, a little bit of taste, yeah. But yeah. then, what if you got Durant with Mr. James one on one? Five minutes. Give it five minutes. Who who scores the most? First player to eleven or something. Yeah, um, it that that could work. All I'm saying is Kobe's a great, I'm and he's retired. Kobe is off. Like, what I want to see Floyd doing is, yeah, he didn't call him vacation. He called him paycations, right? Yeah, paycations. Be on paycation. Be in Abu Dhabi and Dubai and Vegas which at your strip club. All that is great, right? right? The only thing I want to see you do as far as boxing goes, pouring into your company, giving the gems that you have, to young fighters that you believe in and are coming up, that's coming up under your, um, coming up in your wing. You sitting, you sitting ringside watching your fighters fight, and you, of course, you're doing your other business. Kobe Bryant, he pours into the young young guys in the league that he believes in. He's off somewhere, venture capitalist, whatever he wants to do. He's writing books and he's fucking, um, all types of shit. Right. But, but again, that's what I want. That's what I want my greats doing. I want my greats making legacy moves. So look, here here would be the thing. 
No, the kid don't even. He's not even a boxer. I strongly believe. Well, I mean, look, it, it goes to show it makes money. Though he knows that. Is Floyd hurting for money? You know something. Is Floyd broke? You know what? No, but you know what he is broke of right now. You know what? No, he's not hurting, or no, he's not broke. No, no, neither. But he is hurting. You want to know how he's hurting? How is he hurting? You see, one thing that I've learned, and mm -hmm. after watching that fight in Japan, and the way that he carries himself, and the way that he does shit, right? Floyd, money, Mayweather, is a diva. He, he is. He needs the attention. Bro, he he desires to do it. He desires the attention. But no, keep. keep I don't need to see you beat up a sixteen-year-old for no, you to get some. But attention. guess what, though? If he didn't beat up that sixteen-year-old, we wouldn't be talking about him now. Bro, it wouldn't be. Look, he is a man of controversy. That's what, what makes does, his money. What did that fight do for the Floyd Mayweather brand for that legacy? It just made a hundred million more people in Japan. Hate this motherfucker and subscribe to watching him for his next fight, hoping he gets knocked out. I believe that. I believe that. That's it. And I it believe an I believe every person in the city of Boston hates Kobe. I believe every people. It, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, it's it's, the, it's it's other ways. I just didn't subscribe to that. The homies in the group chat tried to make me think and believe that there I, was some. He, I think he's hurting for money. I think. He's trying to say relevant, right? The 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 definition of broke is you have ten dollars, but you owe twenty. You broke. Yeah. Floyd might be in that position where he has but, but how X of millions of dollars, but he owes. <laughs> but how those you, private jets are expensive, bro. But no, I know that. But not. But have look, you ever bought some? Have you ever bought um um jet fuel? Jet fuel? Yeah. That's just probably not cheap. Hey, you know what? Believe it or not, it's about five bucks a gallon. No, I don't believe that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, for a helicopter. Hell nah, hell yeah. Nah. yeah for a helicopter. I'm talking about jet fuel. Oh, I mean, I would only assume the same kind of shit. I mean, it goes into a big-ass engine know. and fucking you're propels. Not, you're not putting 87 gas in a big rig. <laughs> you're not doing that. You're not putting yeah. that watered-down yeah, shit you, in you, your you, in You're putting rig. diesel. That's right. <laughs> it's less expensive. Look, you know what? Here's my... I, I don't know. I, I think that... You might have, you might be onto something because they did say that, that Floyd was under some tax bullshit at one point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I could probably subscribe to that a little bit. But let's just look at it for what it is. Let's right. just say Floyd owed. Let's just say he owed $100 million worth of taxes. Right? $100 mil, Okay. Let's just say he owed $100 million. So in just the fight with Pacquiao, he grossed in over $200 mil. With all endorsements, all the the the, the pay per views, the whole shit. Mm -hmm. So let's just say out of that two hundred mil he's kept, let's just say a hundred. Prior to that, mm -hmm. he was already he already had money, already stacked up and put away. Right. So if he hold a, if he owed a hundred million, that pay per view would have just gave him a hundred million to pay the IRS and his back. That's right. it. He's done. So. I, it, it, it's it's hard to really distinguish that he owes that much, mm -hmm. which is why he's doing the shit he's probably doing. Right. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I just don't I see don't, it. I don't see it. I don't know. I'm sure Floyd will be back in the news for some in 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 no time. Okay. Um, after this dies off. But let me ask you this. Go Would ahead. you watch the fucking fight? And you know the fight I'm talking about. If they If they actually sell it the way that they're trying to, will you watch it? I'm not interested. I might watch it, but I'm not interested. If I never get that fight, I don't care. And for 
the listeners who is like, well, who the fuck are they talking about? We're talking about uh, Floyd Pacquiao 2 rematch. Um, but to answer your question directly as possible, if I never get that fight, I it wouldn't phase me at all. I don't need to see another fucking video of them at Staples Center dapping each other up from across the court. I don't need to hear the rumors. I don't need to hear none of that. So um, if you think of Pacquiao fight with Adrian Broner and a Floyd fight with a 12-year-old kid is about to get me excited to get a Floyd and Pacquiao rematch, um, nah, I'm not, nah, that's not getting me out of bed. No, I'm not, mm-hmm. no. At all, like I might show up to the fight party for that. I'm not bringing it to no. I'm sure I'm gonna come empty-handed because I'm not expecting anything. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> like you know how you would contribute okay. to the fight party when you want to see the fight. Like you bring the case of beer, you bring some fucking links to throw on the grip. I'm coming empty-handed for that one. But like you know what, you yeah. lucky I showed up. You know y'all lucky y'all showed up here. <laughs> 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 but anyways, I don't want to keep boring the people that's listening with the old news, man. This is this is already probably like three four weeks old. Um. What else you got? Hey, man, I don't even know if you heard, but did you hear that this, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with this dude named uh, Jesse Smollett. He's the dude dude from Empire, actor from Empire. No? Empire, the show on Showtime? No, it's not not on HBO. uh, Fox or something like that. I'm thinking about Boardwalk Empire. No, no, Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, Empire, the one with the record label and shit, right? The record label, yeah, yeah. So the dude... One of the, I guess, main characters' name is Jesse Smollett. His real name is. Uh-huh. Um, he was in Chicago. News broke today that he was um, a victim of hate crimes, basically. Hate crimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was in Chicago, and two white dudes, um, one of them apparently reportedly yelled, yo, isn't, he called him a racial slur. He said, yo, isn't this this motherfucker basically from Empire? The gay motherfucker attacked him. Okay. Beat him. Um, oh, they beat him up. They beat him up. Oh, shit. Very badly. Oh. Um, one of them yelled, this is MAGA country. Another one fucking, they were beating him up. They tied a noose on his neck. They were pouring bleach on him. All types of shit. Screaming racial and, and homophobic, because he's gay as well. He's homophobic slurs. This shit is unreal, man. This like this is exactly why when people because I meet minute. people all the time. Does it doesn't he have bodyguards? You an actor? I don't know, man. In whichever case, I don't care if he was by himself or he had bodyguards. Nah, you cruising with people. If you you I don't know if he's, you cruising with people. Wait, wait. I don't know if he's famous though. I don't know if he's big enough to be like cruising down the street. Am I six four? Yeah, like I mean. Okay. You. He probably walked right by you at the mall, and you would not blink twice. You wouldn't even know it was him. Well, I mean, because then again, I'm, I, yeah, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay. like you might be like, oh, man, he, he looks like somebody, and just keep pushing. Okay. But in whichever case, like, shit like that, and, like, I hate to, like, keep attributing singular event. Well, this is not even a singular event. Let me not put my foot in my fucking mouth. I hate to contribute or to, to, to apply shit like this to other things but i feel like shit like this is exactly why our our presidential administration i don't know if i want to say his name is the way it is because they are um 
they've ripped the mask off the racist motherfuckers in this world. I feel like fucking um, they're complicit. You know, like like Trump. We like like when thing when bad things happen, when tragedies happen, a lot of people subsequently look towards the president. For, for, some, for some type of, not even so much an answer. You're right, but I'm not even going to go far as an answer. But they look towards the president for some type of, like, condolences, some type of, like, um, like, like remorse, you know, some, some type of comfort from the, from the leader of the country. Like, I don't even think, it, I don't even think that's happening because we already know what time it is. Like as a, as as the minority groups who are the black, who are the Hispanic, who are the LGBTQ community, like you know what I mean? Like they don't even every tragedy that happened under an Obama administration that I can think of personally, like Obama would something. Like he wasn't there, like he wouldn't have all the answers, he wouldn't say but he would publicly condemn shit like that. And you like I don't know. I find that to be a little bit hard. I'm gonna be devil, devil's advocate for this one. Bro, hard on, but I, I, no, it's because look, I, I, I look at it. Talk to me. I look. I, I'm realistic, bro. I'm realistic because here's my thing. I believe that if in fact you're gonna have someone speak about these things and 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 try to you know talk about oh we don't condone this, we don't condone that, this, that that kind of conversation, mm-hmm. bro. There's sick shit that happens every day. Exactly. I mean, the president's not going to come out just because some actor went through something just because he's an actor. Because then at that point, now you're basically utilizing, well, because he's important, I'm going to talk about it. Versus the little kid that got put inside of a fucking microwave because he was crying so loud and the fucking parent boiled him up in there. You see, I have more sympathy for the child because he had no way to defend himself than anything else. But of course, nobody's talking about that because we, we understand that this is some shit that happens. So that's why... When, when I used to hear bro, Obama talk about that noose, shit, though. They tied a rope, a noose around his neck. Yeah, but bro, that happens to people all the time. Bro, but that's not that, okay. But that, I, Nobody's saying it is. But my, my to my point, though, this is why I want to be the devil's advocate on this one. It, it's one of those things where it's hard to really, you know, just because it, it, it's almost like sometimes we tend to pinpoint what we want people to say. It's not about wanting people to say, but it's about... Um, Anytime something of this magnitude happens to somebody that makes the media shockwaves that it did. Because he's important. Right. It's happening to, It's happening everywhere, right? I'm not saying it's not happening everywhere. It's right. happening to people that we don't even know so that we why, probably never hear about. So why not address it before, it, it, it before someone important has to go through it? See, Obama, has, Obama has, never has, addressed anything has, until has, something happened. Well, has Trump? You got what I'm saying? Like, like well, I, mean, I don't once, expect nothing from him. That's wait, the problem. Wait, wait. When, but that's the problem. That That is the problem. See, I, I don't like expect the, nothing. Like, that, when that, something that. makes national media news shockwaves like this, mm-hmm. like, you get what I'm saying? Like, like something's supposed to be said. Something's supposed to happen. Something's supposed to something. Like, like some, some sort of like, I, I don't know. I don't know. So you know, look, something always has to be expressed, absolutely. And I mean, but I, I guess you know, I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I just, you know, I just feel like nowadays, man, it's just like, ah, man, it's like it, it has to happen to somebody important for people to give a fuck. That, that's all I'm saying. And, and me personally, 
I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that point. It's like, man, like, you know, and not to say that, and not to condone it in any kind of way, but I'm just saying, like, dude, fuck these important motherfuckers, dude. Like, you're one person, mm-hmm. but yet we have 50,000 people suffering through this shit on a daily. Hundred millions of people, on well, a but daily. that's but that's the same thing. People no get shot. Every, people get shot every day. Yeah, but if right? a, if an actor but now gets if shot, somebody, now when something important happens to somebody that is is highly recognizable, and you got like we, we, had we a shouldn't have to wait. We shouldn't have to wait until the next tragedy happens, until the next white kid decides to run into a place occupied by many people and shoot up the place before we. Like enforce stricter gun laws before background checks are done on motherfuckers who are buying AR-15s. I should not be able to just cruise in and be like, "Yo, what's that right there? Let me get that. Let me get that. Here's my debit card. Swipe it. Hit my pin number and walk out with a box with my like. I sh- it, it needs to be way more difficult than that. No, no, absolutely. I mean, no, no question about it. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, guns will get around even when you got regulations on them. But, well, but, but, it's I'll, a different stuff. I will say this. I will. I will put this into perspective. Mm-hmm. Because, all right, let, let's. I, I put it in the in in this kind of in this kind of world, right? Okay. So, like I just said, it had to be somebody important. For to to create media shockwaves, right? I mean, you actually had a conversation before coming over here as far as what we what we consider to be valuable. It all depends on what people see to be valuable, right? You see, it, the conversation I had with you was about cryptocurrency and about diamonds. These are two types of things that are unregulated. That the value of these things are based on the eye of the beholder, and if you can sell it enough to everybody, it mm-hmm. becomes a value to everybody else, and it continues this way. So my thing is that actors. And important people are, are the exact same way. They're edified to be looked at like the gem, like that diamond, like that crypto. Right. You know what I mean? But in reality, they're, they're no different from everybody else. But because of the fact that everybody pushes them and puts them in a high pedestal, the moment something happens to them, it's a tragedy. If Kim Kardashian is walking down the street and her fucking heel breaks, mm-hmm. the media shockwave happens. That's a media shockwave. Right. You see, so that's why my thing is this. So what is, is is any president that's in the office supposed to stop and say, you know what? We had a media shockwave. This should not be happening. We're going to sue the fucking heel companies because you almost killed an icon. I'm going to say, well, you follow that extreme. Right. I, I'm going to say I'm going to say yes and no. I'm going to say to serious shit that happens to somebody that is highly recognizable. If the president who is well aware who has um, people employed in his administration for specific shit like this. It's not like, oh, he he didn't see it. He didn't hear about it. It's not like me saying, yo, did you see X, Y, Z? And you're like, no, nah, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't been on Instagram. I haven't watched the news. Well, shit, I, president I, I, has. I, I apologize. I, I, I did not know and I've been on Instagram. No, no, I just haven't seen the news. Wait, wait like, that's I, fine. I, I don't know. That's fine. That's fine. So. But President Trump has people to Any administration it. has people That's true. employed, and this is their exact job, is to chronicle all the events, the happenings that are going on around the world, right? So for him not to say nothing, either he doesn't care or somebody's not doing their job or a combination of both. 
do you think, and, and this, this always grows curiosity to me, and I'm going based on old presidential stuff. I remember back in the day, you remember what happened on the 105, on the 105 freeway, back when Clinton was in presidency? The, on the one no what happened the dude that had uh he had aids and uh they wouldn't they you know they they pretty much wouldn't take him into a hospital because he didn't have some type of insurance they wouldn't accept him because they wouldn't cover his treatment okay so what he did was basically he put himself on the freeway live oh, prime yeah, time yeah, and yeah. lit himself on fire i remember that yeah to make Vaguely, sure yeah that People saw what happened and why it happened. He had a purpose behind it. I was young as fuck when I happened. I remember Bingo. vaguely though, yeah. So here's the trip part. And here's where I go. Mm -hmm. A lot of people remember President Clinton to be a, a good president. A lot of people that I talk to or a lot of people that I know. Right. I have my own beliefs about that. But, you know, a lot of people that I know, they, if the moment the word Clinton, Bill, mm -hmm. Bill, let me be clear. Bill. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> the word Clinton with Bill comes into a conversation. Everybody remembers to be like, oh, man, he was great. Right. But the flip side about it is that considering how good of a president he was economically mm -hmm. to a nation, to a country and stuff that he did. You see, he didn't address every mainstream media situation that was out there. He didn't address a lot of the stuff. He addressed whatever was important to him at the time, which right. at that time would have been. Fighting, you know, it was the you know the, the war on crime with the, you know the, the cartels. Right, that was a big one because Reagan was doing it prior. Bush tried to keep it going, and then he kept following up on the suit. Mm -hmm. Right, putting up what would be the kingpin law that if you're a fucking cartel kingpin that you know you 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 uh, you get the death penalty, whatever the fuck. Like he his enforcement was focused around something totally different, right. not healthcare. So right, people and it, it, it and it's been pretty much shown out. This wasn't the first cry of help that happened. Someone committing suicide and doing something like this. Right. For this. For this reason. Nobody ever talked about it. Clinton never addressed it. And that's a big issue. It wasn't until you put yourself on one of the busiest fucking freeways in the fucking country. To get the attention. To fucking of the light yourself who, on fire. To get the attention of the people who sit in the high castle. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So... I, I, I tend to really think that there's – it's always an administration's belief or focus to focus on whatever the fuck they want to focus on, which is why – this is why like when it comes down to politics, man, mm -hmm. I think it's a sick game. And and this is why I, I personally think – because I could tell you everything wrong with Trump. Right. But at the same token, just because I'm that kind of guy, I can tell you what's good about the guy. I could do the same thing about Obama. I could do the same thing about Clinton. I could do the same thing about Bush, Reagan, and the times before that. I'm sure people could point out the good things about him. I'm sure every quality about but, about him is not is not. No, but what, what I'm but rolling all I'm is, saying is there just has to be some form of medium. Like I, you know, nowadays it, I, I feel like now it's a skeptical man. Right. It's a fucking skeptical. We're not even talking politics anymore. We're talking like it, the, the the conversation comes up. It's always about some type of controversial shit. Like, oh, you know, he didn't address this. He didn't do that. He did. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we got to get back to politics, man. I mean, we put that son of a bitch in office, or let me correct that. Y'all put the son of a bitch into office to do some shit. Bro, I don't think shit is getting done. Like, not the right way. Not the right way. Like, morally, any, maybe. But, like, if shit like this is 
continuously continuously happening and the president has nothing to say about it what does that say to the people and about the people that it's happening to well it's because the reason why i kind of hit that one is because the, the those there was a couple of tragedies that ended up happening that he did address so i don't want to undermine the police officers the the i don't know the kids the puerto students. rico was torn apart and he you know shot on it well then again you know that that's that that's a that's but, a political standpoint that once again is, is, is kind of tough. Don't make excuses for that. Anyway. No, it's not. It's not. You know, I, I won't make an excuse for him. Mm -hmm. But it's like, for example, are you familiar with with with, uh, with what's going on in Venezuela right now? Um, a little bit. All right. So you got Maduro, right? For those that don't know, he's a fucking the the the, the dictator or the the fascist, whatever the fuck you want to call him, right? In Venezuela. Mm -hmm. So this guy basically like he he was under or he wanted to follow the Castro regime. Okay, that was his goal. Well, right. the problem is that when Castro did it, yeah, granted it was no fucking beautiful road, but at the end of the day he kept the nation intact. And I, I mean, for whatever given reason, he had fucking arsenal power. Other countries he knew how to negotiate. This fucker, on the other hand, has a country falling apart. Can't even provide healthcare to a country. Mm -hmm. Basically, only has a certain few people living in good standings, and everybody else is pretty much suffering across the board. This country is begging for help, right? Right. Innocent people dying, murdered every fucking day because of this dude's military, whatever the fuck. I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. Funny thing is that Venezuela has oil, petroleum. Petroleum, yeah. So, oddly enough, you'd consider, well, a country that has that kind of shit should have some type of leverage, Right. Right. Of course, Russia is one of their leverages. But to my point, this has been something that's been going on. And most recently, it just got addressed. White House just made an address basically trying to see if they can work out a negotiation with Venezuela because of all the bullshit that's going on. Allies now, are important. So, well, yeah, I guess you can say. But we've never been allies with Venezuela to begin with. Right. The fucker before that was, was another, another motherfucker. But... To go to what I'm saying is that, you see, this political world in which we, we, we're playing with mm -hmm. or that we're discussing, you see, on one end, you could say, oh, damn, he's, you know, he's helping out Venezuela. That's fucking amazing. That's great. You know, like, oh, my God, look, the first president to step in Venezuela to try to help out. <laughs> right? Right. But when I look at it, I'm just like, wow, you know what? This motherfucker's playing the tactical game. He's not giving a fuck about what's happening here, but he's giving a fuck about what's happening outside. You consider North Korea. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck would ever thought that little Kim Jong fuck would have made a deal with anybody here in the United States ever since their fucking grandparents and grandparents, right? Mm -hmm. So my thing is basically the attention is being driven elsewhere and he's showing that he can do shit outside. But the big fucking problem, here's where I go to it. My big fucking problem is this. And this is why I don't like politics. Why do it? Allies are important. Think about it. I mean, no, but it's not even allies, bro. Because you're not creating an ally with Venezuela. At the end of the day, you're still, you're still going to be holding a grudge with the country regardless. Look at Iraq. They stepped over there. But why did we go in there? Why did Bush send those motherfuckers in to begin with? Why did, why did Obama keep them there when he said he was going to leave them out? At the end of the day, mm -hmm. when you got resources that you realize, holy fuck, I can really get some of this shit. All of a sudden, we're helping the people, mm -hmm. but we're taking your shit. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. 
This is why it's a political game, man. And that's why, for me, I, I, it's, a, it's a circus, man. It's a circus. That's why I tell people all the time. It, it's, it's important, I mm -hmm. think, to get together, right, and just start doing shit for yourselves. That's it, why I love Kennedy. That's exactly, like, the shit that we got to do. And I, I couldn't agree with you more when I say that. Because, like, when I brought up the whole attack on, on, on Jesse Smollett, Mm -hmm. You said basically, I was like, like we're not even looking for like our administration to even come out and say anything mm -hmm. to condemn their actions, to show some remorse, condolences, stuff like that. After you see numerous people around the world, actors, comedian, famous people, all the way down to the people that nobody ever heard of, you know, sending their hearts out to him and right. like. Condemning what happened. We got to stop as the minority people. Like we got to stop looking outside. Yeah. And when I, what I mean by that is we got to stop like looking to the people who are considered as we got to stop looking towards the people who are the majority for their like condolences or their you get what I'm saying like fuck what they gotta say the conversation needs to happen between us for us like we gotta Bro. be able to come together in arms and fight for ourselves because Kennedy. I wonder if the people who are considered the majority look at people who are complaining from the minority group and think they're lying yep like I wonder if they think they're joking bro like Stop! Like, 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 what? Like, what do they think is happening? Like, literally, what do they think is happening? I'm telling you, bro. Like, you can go get fucking young ass Dylan Wolf to walk out of a church in Charleston, North uh, Charleston, South Carolina, after slaughtering nine people in the in the place of God, alive. You see, and that's the if he kind was a of black shit. man. They would have sniped his ass from six <laughs> miles away. Through a tree, through the window, all it. He's like, "Come on, bro." <laughs> While he was drinking his his drink. Yeah, like it's it's just those blatant differences that 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 exists that we fuck as a people just gotta like like just ignore. Like, stop inviting people into this conversation. Stop inviting white people into our conversations. That's it. You get what I'm saying? Like, like, like black culture is like. Everywhere, it's the music, it's the food, it's the 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 sports, is and white people benefit from it so much. Like we get so excited when little Parker is, you know, doing the popular dance. That's that's out. You gonna like it's it's just it's just shit like that. I mean, but look though, man. He, I, I, like that's why people say it's, this is a post racial society, bro. Racism is is still breathing, still alive, and it's still well. See, but that, that's the one thing, man. But the one thing that I, I will tell you, bro, and this is one thing that I strongly believe in, mm -hmm. and this is a part that some people disagree with me on, but I'm like, you know what? It's basically one of the biggest things, and I mean, and, and going to what you said, man, that's why that's why I was saying Kennedy, man, that he, he gave the speech. It's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Right. Right? But the big thing about it is that racism, of course, it exists. It's not, And it ain't going to go away anytime soon. If anybody, if anybody ever assumes that it's going to go away anytime soon, then you're fucking dreaming. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't see reality and smell the fucking roses, then start doing so. Right? So, but here, here's my thing, though. 
I remember when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. My, you know, my mother, my grandfathers, my you know, every, every every one of my families would always tell me, if someone treats you a certain way, right, mm-hmm. and they're they're evil to you or they do wrong to you, the best thing to do is to do the total opposite. Kill you know, them with kindness. Kill them with kindness, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the things is, man, and, and that's why I kind of, you know, going to that point, we don't want to put ourselves in a position where if, let's say, for example, let's say little Billy wants to go ahead and do a little dance, right? And everybody's embracing the fact he's doing a little dance, whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's not their culture, but they're, they're, they're trying to adapt to the culture. Right. At the end of the day, I see that no different. And this is why I put a line to that. I see that no different from when you got interracials getting married to one another or basically sharing cultures. Because at one point or another, just because, you know, it's the white man. I mean, and and let's be realistic, man. In this past hundreds of years, it's the white man. The years before that, it was the Spaniards. You, You know, everybody had their beef with a certain race at that time. Right. You know what I mean? So where I'm going at is basically we have to find the means to literally be like, you know what? At the end of the day, share, right? Mm-hmm. But just like just like we just like we did old school style. Hey man, yeah, you can play with my toys. We can have a good time together. But no, you can't sleep over. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. You basically have to, I mean, well, we basically have to find the means to be able to say, you know what, fine, man, we all can coexist. But if we're basically blocking them out mm-hmm. because of, oh, no, if we let them in, they're, they're going to do this, that, and the third, you know, all, all, you're, all you're doing is basically you're basically consistently keeping that alive and saying, you know what? Right. They did it to us before. They're going to do it again. And the idea, we had this conversation earlier. How do you break that curse of not becoming the same thing as your own parents and as their parents and as their parents? You have to be that mold that changes it or the, the one that actually succeeds it in the proper way. But Learn from the mistakes. But that's learning from the mistakes. That's surrounding yourself with people and things that are different. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, not every, like if your parents didn't have money, you're not going to have money. Until, un- basically, until you've read a book or you've heard somebody speak or you were granted an opportunity that you probably wouldn't have had other, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's that, it's, it's that, it's, it's a generational curse, bro. If you, on one hand, are one way, then your kids are likely, like, I was, like, I just told you earlier, like, it's so crazy how I have become my dad. Right. All over again. The shit he used to say is the shit that like is at the forefront of my mind all the time, every day. So that's why it sticks. And it sticks. That's Mm -hmm. why hearkening back to and 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 I feel like this right here is a perfect like segue point because I'm not sure if um a couple weeks ago you were following or and like you were listening to that uh whole Kevin Hart apologizing but I'm not apologizing but now I'm gonna apologize for the shit he you know what I mean have you were you up with that god damn and I'm, I'm I suck at this bro what the fuck you happened? Been, all right so what happened was he was announced to be the host of the Oscars okay right so when that happened um people dug up old tweets of his 
and seeing racial jokes as a part of his, or not racial, but uh, homophobic jokes as a part of his set. Right. And so more or less what the joke was is, I don't remember verbatim, but it was something to the effect of, if my son came home and he was gay, I'll beat the fuck out of him. Right. Right. So now I thought about that one way a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be 1,000% honest with you on this podcast right now. Okay. A couple weeks ago when I um when I heard the joke or when I, I – I didn't hear it. When I read the joke that was surfaced – um, and so what happened was when he got the nod to be the host and that tweet surfaced or that, that joke surfaced, the Oscars – is it the Oscars or the Grammys? I think, I think it's actually the Oscars, bro. It might be the Oscars. You might be right. Whatever. You get the point. Because I, I think that's they, one that's coming up. Yeah. yeah. They came to him, to, uh, apologize, to Kevin Hart, to come out and publicly apologize. For what to, he said. For what he has said. But Kevin Hart's stance initially came on and said he's already apologized for that. Because th- apparently this joke was made when he wasn't who he is now he was he was small time still in you know what i mean like he was he was still a small time guy he was on his rise right but somewhere along the line he said he i I didn't see the apology but he claimed that he already addressed that specific joke he already apologized so he told the people at the oscars that he's not gonna apologize again so he stepped down okay so initially i fucked with that i was like I, i fuck with that stance and the reason why is because I'm like, first of all, let's keep things into context. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Let's uh-huh. not let's not water down our comedians. Let's not dilute people's career choice. If he can make that joke 10 years ago and it be hilarious, it'd be funny, he sells out an arena and they're fucking dying laughing at that joke, let that joke stand. Now, if he's doing things after that joke to show you that, yeah, this guy may be a homophobic homophobe, maybe this guy may not respect people from the LGBTQ community. Now, that's when you crucify him. But now if he if he if he does, you know what I mean? But let me ask you, bro. Do you really crucify him for that? Well, I mean, well, if he's showing signs that he hates gay people for real, then, yeah, yeah, you got it. You got you got to let him have it. You got it. Make him hear it. Because if you say you don't you hate gay people, that's the, that's the same thing as if you said, oh, I hate white people. Yeah, I, I know. But no, but what, I'm, what I'm going at is basically like, see, this is, man, I, I can't. Look, man, I hope it doesn't happen to me. What? I hope that one day as I become like, let's say I become famous, man. I really hope that I can go back to this and not have different opinions just because of position. Well, Fuck but that. wait, but listen to me though. Like, so I, I, I can't, I right. can't deal with that shit. So, he, so I fucked with him saying I'm not gonna apologize again because my stance was on it was, well, if he's already apologized for it, why would because some Twitter trolls, some motherfuckers brought up old tweets or old shit he said in the past years ago? Mm-hmm. Why would he have to go back and re-apologize for it? So I did try to find the apology, but I didn't. I didn't find it. He said he had it initially, right? But then I don't know what the fuck happened. He went on a whole press run to say I'm not gonna say I'm sorry again. But then he went on Ellen and basically said I'm not sorry, but kind of said I'm sorry, but kept whatever, right? Like right. if you wasn't gonna apologize again for it, 
you should have just dropped it. You should have said, Oscars, I'm not going to take this opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity for considering me. But these are my circumstances that I'm going by. And just dropped it. Bro, you went on a whole press run but, to tell us that you're not going to apologize for apologizing for <laughs> – right? But now I, 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 I do think my opinion has changed a little bit. Why is that? The reason why is because he said if my son came home – and he was gay, I would beat the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. Jesse Smollett, who's a gay man, literally just got the shit beat out of him because he was gay. Does that make sense? Yeah, but... So now I'm like... so so, And just to finish it off, so now I'm like, damn, like, what if the people from the LGBT community really like Kevin Hart and they just want to see him say one more time that he knows what he did he knows the weight of what that was we just want him to apologize one more time on a on a, on a public scale before you take a role so big so now I'm on I'm now I'm at the point where like I I I understand now but a couple weeks ago I was like nah you apologize bro move on now I'm like now I feel like you know the apology not going to hurt just apo- you you're winning you made a mistake years ago Maybe it was accepted back then. But, but th- th- look, th- that's where I'm you, going at, bro. N- n- my question to you is, know. do you think people should have to go back and apologize for shit that they did or that they said that was accepted at the time? No. You think this should stand? You think his gay jokes should stand c- because at that time it was funny, it, it stood, it was okay, it was yeah, not. Yeah, because look, man, look, I- I- I'm going to tell you something real, bro. Okay, keep it, keep it, keep it a hundred. See, look here, and we're we're talking about a bunch of old shit too. Keep going. No, we we good, we good. But now check this out, bro. I'm 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 gonna give it to you like this. Bring bring it up. All right. My thing is that times change, right? Mm -hmm. They do. They 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 work this way or whatever. But here's my big thing, man. Like if if you were raised in a time. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a time. I, my mentality is a certain way, right? My thought process is a certain way. You know, yeah. Granted, we adapt and we, you know, we we kind of go with it, but the core of everything is still mm-hmm. the same, right? God forbid the day that I can't have a conversation with a random person and tell them how I feel at that moment, mm-hmm. and then I get jeopardized for how I feel about that shit at the moment. Years to come. And then I have to change my opinion or I have to change my thought process. Or I have to change my something for somebody else's feelings. My biggest problem, brother, with this shit nowadays, I almost forgot that this country is a free fucking country. I almost forgot that freedom of speech is built into the amendment. I, I mean, nowadays, I, I, I completely forget that shit exists. You make one fucking comment about how you feel in close quarters with your peoples and all of a sudden you got the weight of the world falling on you. Fuck you. Let me let me be clear about that one. Fuck you on one realm, right? Anybody who thinks in this in the in this sense, right? I want you to consider one thing. Me and you having a conversation behind closed doors, right? Mhm. We just talk about the fact, and we just mention the fact. Dude, man, like we watched the game. LeBron sucked. Man, 
fuck LeBron, man. This dude sucks. Right. So let's say you're famous. That that conversation goes out. All of a sudden, you got LeBron fans hating on you. Everybody's like, oh, man, you better apologize. You got LeBron calling you, talking about, hey, man, that's fucked up, man. Why would you say those things? You know, why this, why that? Do you, do you change your opinion about how you felt that moment? Do you start apologizing? Oh, hey, I'm so sorry, guys. I mean, I, I didn't I, I didn't mean to offend all of you guys, but, you know, just I'm sorry. Or do you say, fuck you? Who the fuck told you to be listening to my conversation to begin with? Nobody was talking to you. I was having a side conversation with my boy, mm-hmm. and that was it. But now you want me to apologize or to change how I feel at well, that sometimes moment. Sometimes you got to change your... Sometimes, but so, but sometimes yeah, you got to wait. But sometimes when you're wrong, you got to apologize. But Even if wrong. you realize you're wrong after the fact. But define wrong, though. See, well, here's mean, the thing. Just, it just Look, depends. It so depends so tell me something, all right? So let's just say, let's go back to the Richard Pryor days. So if Richard Pryor were still alive today, he'd have to apologize to the fucking world every single day about every single thing he ever said. Everything from racism to homosexuality that's, to that's, relationship. No, but, right, but right. feel me on that one, though. I, so, don't, I don't think he would have to, but... So why not? I, but he, he's, he's, not. he'll be in this age. Everybody will judge him. Like, you know, if he's going to be on the Oscars, can you imagine Richard Pryor in the Oscars? Wait, but didn't some, something like this happen with Eddie Murphy? And look what happened to him. Eddie Murphy was about to host one of these big-time award shows. Uh, I, don't, what, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was a joke that he made that when he got the nod to be the host... It came up, and um, and he refused to apologize. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm a comedian." He said, "This is what I do for a living." Bingo. He just said, "I sold out a big ass arena." <laughs> Everybody laughed. Basically, said, "I'm not gonna apologize." And so they said, "They told Eddie Murphy, we're gonna move on from you." And I think they had Billy Christie or some white washed motherfucker do it. Right. And 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 Murphy stood on his stood on his what? stood on that hill and said, my "Favorite comedian." This is my stance of my HSM. Eddie Murphy. Look, bro. See, look. Somebody like is that, that your favorite comedian? He's my favorite comedian in this timeline. Okay. From the, the, that I that I had the blessing of being able to watch. Okay. You know. You see, look, man. I I, I stand yeah, for. Was it Billy Christie that took it took a spot? I think it was Billy Crystal. Billy, yeah, Billy Crystal. Billy sure. Crystal, yeah. yeah. But, but Billy Crystal's dope as fuck, man. I, I got, I got right. nothing against Billy Crystal, man, because that little Jew, that fool is fucking hilarious. Right. Fucking hilarious. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm, I'm going to put it like this, man. I can only appreciate somebody who stands their grounds without having to apologize. If you feel a certain way, that's how you feel. You go back to the greatest of all time. You go to Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. All the shit that he ever said. He never went back. He never he apologized for it. it. He stood on it. You got sometimes you got to stand on your the, own the, hill. And that's what I mean. In this case scenario, mm-hmm. you see, when it comes down to stuff, man, when it comes down to like conversation, when it comes down to how you feel, I would hate the day that someone would have to change their ways or change their way of thinking or their way of talking because I'm in their presence. I, I agree with that. Be fucking real. If you don't like... Wait, wait. Like, but the, I, I, do, I, I don't think I agree with that. The reason why is because when you're sitting down in front of somebody, just like we're sitting down and staring each other in the eye, mm-hmm. you don't want to disrespect that person. Right? So if I'm sitting down with somebody and they're gay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a gay joke. No matter how funny I think it is, I'm not going to make a gay joke because it's not a joke to you. This is really what you're going. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things that 
we got to keep in the context. Okay, but that's now, if different. Kevin Hart was, now, if Kevin Hart was in front of, what's different? Talk to me. That, that, that's different. You see, look, you just you just put up exact, precise direction. You're not going to make a if black joke were, in front of it, a black dude you don't know. That, that's my <laughs> You get what I'm saying? But that's my point, though. It, it goes to that. It goes to that extreme. Right now, you're putting it into specific context. In this case scenario, everybody who's ever been fucking ridiculed for shit that they said, mm -hmm. it was said in their own fucking environment. You chose to search up this shit and to listen to it. You chose to figure out what you can hate about the guy. The, the thing about it is that, like, and that this, is where I'm, this is where I get to, man. And call me what you will, you know, for anybody listening. But I'm a big believer, man, in the fact that if you believe something, fucking believe it. I'm no one to tell you different. Right. I'm no one to tell you, hey, you know what? I'm not going to go to a gay person and tell him, hey, man, you know what? Yeah, like, uh, because. Make a gay joke. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do that on purpose, you know? I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna go ahead and basically just say that. Hey, you know what? I'm okay with it. Look, let's be gay together. No, I'm not gonna do that either. You see, what I'm saying that there's boundaries that everybody has. There's beliefs that everyone has. One of the things that I've always come across was that, and I would see this often. Right. Where you know you have, let's say, a, a straight guy, and then uh, you know you have, uh, you know, you have a gay person in the same room. And then, of course, basically, you know, you see the straight guy kind of, you know, just kind of trying to get away. Like, he's not trying, he's not making no remarks. He's not saying shit. But, you know, he just, he's trying to find his own way because he's not comfortable in that position. He's right. not comfortable around them. But he's not trying to make it obvious. But then the, you know, the. the why wouldn't they be comfortable around him? Not, me personally. Bro, come on, bro. I know a handful of gay people. You can't give me that one, bro. Wait, wait, wait. Check, check, check me out. I'm, all right. I know a handful of gay people. Uh-huh. And I'm not ever uncomfortable around them. They're actually some of the some of the best homies I ever had. To be to keep it a hundred with you, like they're actually some of the best homies I ever had. Like, period. End the discussion on that. Okay. Like, why would you? Why? Why, why we got? Why you got to feel uncomfortable around them? Bro. I know it's just an example, but why would one feel uncomfortable? Look, I'm 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 gonna tell you like this. All right, and again, this is my old school mentality that comes into my own built-in system. Think of it this way. Let's say a gay person walks into a church, right? Mm -hmm. And the pastor is at that particular moment having the conversation about what the biblical terms defines gays and what happens to that. The whole shit is an abomination. And all that. So but how would, would – now let me ask you this much. They walked into this. They just walked into the church. Hey, I'm having a good time. I'm fine. And they walked into that conversation. Would they feel comfortable? But gay people already have a hard time going to church. No, but but I mean, but you want to answer that though? They so so they wouldn't feel comfortable, right? During that period, I don't, I, I would assume not. You would assume not. Okay. So basically, because of again, you, it's it's one of those conflicts, right? Mm -hmm. Now, let's consider this. Most straight people, on average, don't cont don't actually look for gay friends or don't have them in general. Right? Especially like Southern folk. I mean, hell, man, you got these Southern women. Like, you just, I mean, I, I know some till today. They see something like that happening. They will make their voice vocal about how they feel about it. Because the old school country yeah. folk. That, but that's why. But, 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 here's what, but, but here's what I'm going to, though. In this case scenario, if you weren't bredded into it, you were like, you're always going to feel uncomfortable for the things that you don't know and the things that you don't understand. 
Always, bro. But but it's, but but it's something that's very easy to understand. This how, is a how person. Is that, how is that easy to understand? Be, are you because the only thing that you need to know, the only thing that you have to know is that this person is the same as you and me. They just like a different thing. But that's why? It. But I don't need. You don't need no details. But you're giving an explanation though. But you, that's it. That's the only thing. No, no, Whether no. you understand that explanation or not. But, no, but here's the that's thing. That's it. There shouldn't. There. The, the, my point is, there shouldn't be an explanation. There shouldn't have to be. But here's the thing. If someone feels uncomfortable, mm-hmm. it's no different from when you got the girl around the dude, you know, and she, and she knows he's 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 looking at her and she feels uncomfortable and she decides to kind of just doesn't want to be rude, but just starts kind of walking away from it. And then the guy realizes and says, what's up, girl? And he just calls the attention and then she still rejects him and then he calls her a bitch and then like that little confrontation happens. That's no different from the, the shit that I've seen. Where the guy feels uncomfortable trying to get away from the little environment because he's not used to it. But then the, the, they start basically harassing him because, oh, you're homophobic. And they start drilling his ass. And he didn't try to do shit. All he tried to do was get out of the way. Uh, just, hey, you know what? I came to the wrong party tonight. Let me just kind of bounce my way out of here and just go do what I got to do. What's wrong with that? It's nothing. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if necessarily anything is anything wrong with that. All I'm saying is, all I'm res- responding to is the is the comment that somebody sh- may feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. You ever you been in the mosh pit, bro? Huh? You ever been in the mosh pit? In the mosh pit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Low key. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, bro. The first time you went, how many how many black kid, uh, buffoons were with you at the time? It was me. It was probably me and two of the homies. Two of the homies, right? Mm-hmm. How many white kids were there? It was hella. How many Hispanic kids were there? It was a few. A few, right? Mm-hmm. Now, cons- let's let's consider this for a second. The very first time that you went to one of these, did you feel you were in you you were in your comfort zone, or did you you were just like you, you probably thought to yourself? Well, I knew what a, I knew I what a mosh pit was. I knew what a mosh pit was. I was just focused on not catching the elbow, um, and but, I was good. But that's why. But it, it never crossed your mind at the very first time. I'm not talking about once you already knew the music and you were comfortable with that shit. The very first time that someone put you up on game with this shit and they took you to one of these things. Well, of course, I was on high alert because I was unaware. I didn't know what to expect. But well, yeah, Oh, wait a minute. So I, I like that word. What word? Or words. High alert. Did not know what to expect. <laughs> Dog, don't do High that. alert. <laughs> I like that word. Bro, listen. Bro, I'm going to put... No. Nah, you don't nah. Around gay people. You, <laughs> no, unless... unless no, no, that, no, 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 no. Unless a gay you got to be that way. Now, I'm not Wait, saying you got to be that way, but that's how people person, feel. Unless a gay person uh-huh. is blatantly, or not even blatantly, but making passes at you... That you didn't accept? Right? You don't got to be on high alert. Okay. But here, once again... He said, I like that word you just used. <laughs> Bro, you don't. It's nothing beyond high well, no, it's because like I have a handful of gay friends. No, and it's motherfuckers I ever fucking met. Look, I, I look literally. Th- there's a lot of gay people that I know that I'm. I, I get along with very well and very close people. You know, bro. Every gay dude See, not gonna fuck you, bro. Th- I know that. See, look, that's what I could associate with them, and I can talk to them because I look. Here, here's my thing. I know myself, mm-hmm. and I know basically where I stand. Right, so I'm not intimidated by none of this extra shit. Because I understand, I understand the world. At the end of the day, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a judge or executioner. I'm not here to do that shit. If you want to do that shit, do that shit, right? Mm-hmm. But once again, this is where I draw that line. I'm not going to expect everybody. 
to be accommodating to this stuff either. Right, right. Yeah, you, you just cannot. can't. You can't obligate someone to feel comfortable about it because at the end of the day, think of it this way. There's some people, all right? Mm-hmm. There are some people for many, many fucking moons, they've always had this mentality that, again, like, you know, like biblical terms, it's an abomination, right? So they have this term. So mm-hmm. to them, for us, if we see somebody, if we end up fucking dealing with the child molester, bro, I'll feel uncomfortable right off the bat. I feel like I want to. I, I, I feel like I got to do something to this fool, because I know bro, that you're but that's, but that's you're a worthless bro. piece of shit. No, 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 bro, that's different. Of course, it's different. Don't, but what yeah. I'm what I'm trying to tell you, bro, is that there's people out there that put the categorization in the same ballpark. There is. I just hope that's what I mean. Let's 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 scary we, shit. We, we I got a long ass list here that I wrote over like. We talked about like we talked about like three things. I just hope if a gay person walks into a room that you happen to be in, or that anybody that's listening happens to be in, I just hope that we are not doing anything to make these people, to make our brothers and sisters, to make people who are members of the LGBTQ community feel. Unwanted, like I just hope you're making them feel like everybody else, because man, this is unreal, bro. Like the way people operate, man, it's just it's just a fucked up place. I just hope they don't get offended with me, man, because I talk a lot of shit, even to people that I I love. So if you guys are gonna be around me, just know that I'm gonna be talking shit out of you love. Know, like so. I was, I even re- I even read that <laughs> Family Guy is gonna stop with the. Gay jokes in the in in the, in the TV shows, the gay like innuendos and little jabs. But look, you know, but w- once again, mm-hmm. these these are all eras of time, brother. I mean, like I I don't know, dude. Like I just look, it's fine. My 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 thing is that if you get offended with shit, that's fine. Whatever, you know, everybody got their own opinions. But that that's where I'm going at, man. Mm-hmm. If I were to basically sit down and write a whole list of shit that offends me. Bro, nobody would be able to do shit. Do you, I mean, do you, do, you, do you understand that concept, bro? Like, at the end of the day, bro, there's people at the end, like, if you have multiple women, mm-hmm. if you're fucking with multiple girls at the same time, there's people that hate you for that. Right. There's women that will fucking crucify you for that. Especially if you're uh, a, in a committed relationship. Especially if you're in a bonded, committed relationship. Can you imagine that? So... But once again, what is that? That's an opinion. It's an entitlement. Something that people feel based upon how they think of certain things. And I got to say something about opinions. Fuck them. Yes. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Right. But if you think... And... How can I say this? Just say it, bro. Don't don't, don't make it political. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Say it. But sometimes your opinion don't mean <laughs> shit. You can have it. You can think it. I want to put everybody who is listening on notice, on high alert. <laughs> that's just sometimes your opinion don't mean shit. On high alert. I'm telling you, you know what? That's the episode. High alert. Yeah, I'm done with that. On high alert. Yeah. Um. What else we got going, man? I got a long guys list. Hey, hold here, on. I bro. saw something right, that was right. interesting, bro. Because what would you think? What you see? What you see? We're on this conversation, and nobody takes this the wrong way. But it's just that I, it, it just caught me off guard, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
I saw you wrote here Ted Bundy. Oh yeah. But the like, fill me in, bro. I mean, you I'm got just you, got, you got some twisted with... shit going on on this piece of paper, there. bro. Because <laughs> like I I don't know why. Uh huh. Like I told my girl. Uh. I wish we knew what we um. I wish we knew what we would like when we were like twenty five to, to like twenty seven, but when we were eighteen, nineteen years old, still kids. Does that make sense? Like I wish we knew what we would like or what we would be interested in when we were kids. The reason why is because, like, I am like, like I am. I don't want to use the wrong word because I don't want to be. Uh, <sighs> But I am always very, very interested by, like, serial killers. The reason why is because the fucking way that they work, like, their chemical imbalance is a real fucking thing. Like, somebody who's a serial killer thinks so much differently than you. This man has killed people, he's kidnapped people, he's raped people, he's burglarized homes, he's, come on, bro. Like, you name it, he's probably fucking done it. What is it? He, he confessed to what? Like, 30 homicides, no? Something, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. like, like he was he was executed, all types of shit. Like he's Electric like, chair, bro. He's one of the last mm -hmm. dudes. Yeah. You realize that shit? That's crazy. Let me ask you something. He's Did you find that to be true justice? The electric chair, or would you prefer the needle? Electric chair, blow that motherfucker's brains out. This man has committed crimes in like nine different states. This man, like, come just, on, bro. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah there was like. I just want to see if you still had a like soft spot mm -hmm. for people the, like this. You said what? I want to see if you had a soft spot for people not, like this. No, I don't have a soft spot, but yeah. motherfucker, <laughs> like this shit is crazy. It it is a weird way they think though, man. Because I, I've always I've always been intrigued by people in general and the, and the, the mindset, the the psychology I'm, of neurons I'm, and all this. Kind I of am bullshit. fucking ad, like addicted to like the human psychology. You know, you know what guy or what what brain or mindset? Basically, you know, I I, I would study for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was multiple people, but mafia bosses, you know, the mm -hmm. Escobars and shit like that. Right. You know, because it, these guys have families, right? Yeah. But in the blink of an eye, they'll wipe out an entire city with children, women, kids. It doesn't matter. They'll just fucking have them wiped out, killed in a savage mob in a fucking way. I had a dream that I walked into a into an interrogation room, mm -hmm. my suit on, sat down, and I sat down across from a serial killer. And just got to chop hey, it man, up. Don't look at and me just, like I'm like and this just, fucker, man. I'm, and, just, I'm and, just, you. and just got to chop it up with him. <laughs> Like I can like, like what, imagine. What, what did you get out of him though? I mean, if you got to, if you got anything I was out of just, the dream, I was just like super. But there had to have been something. What 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 conversation was there? Because I know, I, although I don't it was know. a dream, like but you, like you got really trying something. to get down to the bottom of, of like why, like how could you be so, like how can you how can you be so cold? How can you be so just mentally like how are you so sociopathic like just the why just asking why and just watching those motherfuckers with that blank ass smirk on their face like you know i don't know 
I it's like that interview, bro. You remember that show? I with was the, at a party. Jeffrey Dahmer. This girl turned me down. I wanted it. Tricked. So I was going to get it. Like, like, ugh. That shit is crazy to me. Jeffrey Dahmer was a fucking another fucking creep. Like, he would fucking eat, like, human, like, flesh. Like. These are some scary I was dudes, watching bro. a documentary. I forgot. I don't remember exactly. This motherfucker went to, um, he was in jail. And in, in they moved, and I think it was like a, a big like controversy about how he died. He was moved to General Pop mm-hmm. with the rest of the inmates. I think he got got like his head like smashed with a weight on the yard or something like that. Sounds like power. Somebody said, <clears throat> mm-hmm. "Killed that like that's crazy." Just blunt force trauma, just blunt. <laughs> you know what sucks though? What's that? I don't think it was good enough justice. Why not? I think the electric he chair died instantly. Exactly, an electric chair when it goes through you, it it, it provides you some pain first before the numbness kicks in. Mm-hmm. And when they're strapping you to the chair, you get a chance to just think about all the people you hurt. Yeah, you just sit there. They flip the switch, and it's. And then you're just feeling the motherfucker versus mm-hmm. the knee. Look, I, I don't no, know. About you the die needle. instantly with the electric chair. Nah, bro. No? Nah. You know, back in the day, like, bro. Once they sit all, send all that voltage through you, that shit fries every organ in like 10 seconds. Nah, but you it it, it takes a second to get to you, bro. Bro, think about it this way. Mm-hmm. A bolt of lightning can strike you straight through your fucking head and go through the bottom down, mm-hmm. and you can still survive. It's happened. I would only assume that right. like an electric chair, you, could, you got a couple seconds to start feeling some shit. Right. You know, I mean, you know, I was watching this documentary, you know, years ago right. about the, you know, the, the whole creation of the electric chair, how Edison basically, he created the electric chair just to try to prove that Tesla's fucking idea mm-hmm. was savagery. It was like the worst shit ever. Right. Right. So he, he tried to prove this shit wrong or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the bottom line, man, is that I remember like the... Um, like reading about the shit that supposedly when the electric chair was first tried out, right? Some of the things that they didn't they didn't put into consideration was the wet sponge on the top of the head. So they just fucking sit the shit down, right? Try to create voltage and just try just throwing straight electricity through the body. Shit. They started realizing that only thing that was being cooked was the fucking head, mm-hmm. and the motherfucker's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the dude is just fucking there, and like it, it's just some like I mean it was some savagery shit. Right. Which either way, I think that if you were in that electric chair, I mean, hopefully, hopefully you deserved it and you weren't innocent, right? Mm-hmm. You know, during those times, because it was not, it wasn't no ten seconds. Like you were there for at least five different sessions trying to finish you off. Shit. Fuck you up, huh? Right? Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Shit. Motherfuckers used to like fuck dead corpse, like dead bodies. Like, ugh. all those motherfuckers did. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, fucking uh, uh, Ted, Ted Bundy, the same thing. Like. They would rape, bro. They would kill you, and they would fuck the woman's dead corpse, bro. Like that shit is gross, my nigga. Um, um, what else we got on here? Uh, I don't know, man. Shit, on a lighter note, um, you know what? Let me talk about some other motherfucker that may not be in the same exact category. Who's this? Let me jump into R. Kelly for a second. Nasty. So just, just nasty. Here's the shit, bro. Everything's nasty. It is incredible, to say the least, 
in fucking credible. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, it was, um, I saw pieces of that, uh, the, I didn't see the whole documentary, but I saw pieces of it. Okay. You know, because I got, at one point I'm like, you know what? It just pissed me off. Because this goes out to whomever the parents were of those girls allowing them to go with R. Kelly. Whoever those parents were, you're fucking degenerates. Okay. Especially those in 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 the later years, like after all the allegations, like, you still like R. Kelly see, was fucking real. and all his fucking motherfucker, all the people who he had working for him. There was this one dude, bro. I forgot his name, but I think he was like his tour manager or something like that. Oh yeah, he was yeah, the dude in the beginning of his light skin dude that was wearing yeah. like the colored glasses. This motherfucker had to be the biggest idiot. He said he would. Go to R. Kelly. He would show up at R. Kelly's house. He said he would look around. There was young girls everywhere. Go to the studio. Young girls there. Every t- he, he recounted like six different um, scenarios of him meeting up at R. Kelly somewhere, either at his house or at a studio or just in some environment, right? And then every single time, there was just something odd. Young girls there, girls that look like they should be not there. And all that time, you didn't do shit. You didn't say nothing. You didn't get the authorities involved. Come should on. he be in jail, bro? I mean, is, yes. isn't that isn't that a sense of uh, what is that um, lack of? Uh, uh, That's huh. fucking. Um, There's a word for it. There's a term for that. Yeah, it's like it's like if you witness a crime, makes you complicit. Is that the word? Yeah, or it makes you um, an accomplice. An accompl- I think so, bro. Like, some of that shit is disgusting. Like, every time I show up and there's young kids around, young girls, late at night, there's drugs and alcohol involved. Hell no. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. And the other dude. And he's not in jail. Not in jail. He's still chilling. You see, that's the kind of... Look, bro. How the fuck are you going to harass me in the street just for looking a certain motherfucking way without committing a crime and you take me to jail? And you got a motherfucker that literally witnessed crimes of, of what is this, uh, uh, statutory rape, you can call it? You know, of Bro, uh, underage this, minors and you, you're still walking around cruising and talking about it on right. top of that. The other dude that tripped me out. Fuck. I forgot what he was. I think he was I don't know what he was. I don't I don't I don't really know what he was. But he was the dude that was talking about how in the very, very beginning when um Aaliyah started to come on the scene. Mm. This motherfucker said, I knew what I was doing was wrong. They should have arrested this motherfucker right outside the interview room when when he said that. When he confessed. Motherfucker said, I was there and Aaliyah was pregnant. And in order to clear Robert's name, talking about R. Kelly, yeah, they had to be married. He forged documents when she was 15 years old, saying that she was 18 years old. He said that he was at the fucking wedding reception, whatever. He said it was nobody there. It was just a couple people there. He said that Aaliyah looked at him in his face because she didn't know no better. And he said, I knew she wanted me to say something. I knew she wanted me to intervene. I knew. And you sat there and you did that. Hey, that must, you know what? That must really haunt him now, bro, considering bro, that the, shit her outcome. fucked me up. 
That shit fucked me up. I'm like, yo. You, you know what's crazy, though? It wasn't until that. I never knew that Aaliyah started her career under those types of circumstances. Mm-hmm. I never knew that, man. Such a fucking talent. It's crazy. Not to knock it in any kind of way. I'm not trying yeah. to do that, but I'm, I'm just saying that it, it's sad to know that, I mean, what that, the that could happen to her. Fuck. Yeah, that, that, like, it's like, bro, like, people are sick, man. How, like, and you, and, and you gotta know that R. Kelly is pulling this shit off with help. You see, that's why I say right there, that's the one. Mm-hmm. They should have arrested us. They should actually still arrest him. They, you know, I'm actually hoping that the FBI was watching that shit and say, you know what? He confessed to forging legal documents. He confessed to admitting that he knew that this was going on. Confessed to knowing that he had an opportunity to intervene but didn't. Bro, she's 15 years old. He's an accomplice. That, that if that if that is not an accomplice to a crime, I don't know what the fuck is. Bro, it was just it was just so many things. His brother, who's already in jail, who's already wearing the fucking orange jumpsuit, says. And hey, why is he in jail? I know. I, 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 I looked I, it up for like some grand theft or something like that. Okay. All right. Because when he said this, that's what made me look it up. Motherfucker said two things that really threw me for a loop. And I'm like, I'm glad you're in jail for you saying that. They should tack on 10 more years. He said, first he says, I don't know. He's like, um, I like older women. Robert like younger women. I don't see the problem. Huh. Right. The okay. women he likes are 15 years old. And he's 40. <sighs> he's fucking having threesomes with minors. Bro, this ain't Pocahontas. <laughs> that was fucking... That was... Uh, like, like, I was watching it. My stomach started hurting, bro. Like, yo, this is disgusting. And then his brother says... Uh, because... When that sex tape comes out of R. Kelly, when he pe- when he pissed on the girl, R. Kelly and his legal team blamed it on his younger brother. Mind you, his younger brother, um, a few years younger than him, has a family, has a wife, has daughters. So when that came out, his family's like his daughter, everybody. So his his older brother, the one that's in jail, says, I don't know why he would say that. He could be a rich man right now. Something to that effect. Not exactly. Basically implying he could be a rich man had he kept his mouth closed. And his younger brother was in the documentary saying, I got I got a daughter. I cannot let that shit slide. I cannot sit there, act like that was me. So my daughter, my kids, my wife, my, like, can fucking hate me, can fucking. I'm like, dog, you don't need that money. Hell nah. Nah. I'm you you should be, be good working be, at nine. Better to, five. to be broke. That is like you can pay me t- to to take that to take that loss. Hell nah, man. That was that was crazy. That was gross. I I I I hate even talking about it. I hate the fact that it was two thousand and three and that trial was going on. I didn't really I was I was a kid, so I didn't really know the gravity of it all. I was still bouncing to fucking ignition. It, bro. So my he was the motherfucker now. that said, just the thing, it seems like you're ready. Classic song, or was a classic song. Right. He was talking about a 15-year-old girl. Or 14 at the time. When he wrote, um, 
you remind me of my Jeep. <sighs> you Man, were talking about underage girl. <laughs> oh, bro, you remind me of what? <laughs> bro, that should have me on high alert. <laughs> That's fucking. Oh bro, God! What the f- that 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 Are right there serious? is some high alert shit. <coughs> All I know is. Oh man. Oh damn it, man! You it's know what? Some shit we and just here can't. we were just a couple couple months back talking shit about Bill Cosby, man. <laughs> this is this is this is unex- inexcusable. Um. This is they haven't been able to get nothing to stick, but I was reading something. I don't know how far along it is or how even how true it is at this point. I mean, because you know we don't do no fact checking here on the Good Riddance the podcast, but um, we will eventually. <laughs> but it was saying something that he is in a zoning violation in Chicago because the studio that he had is um. A commercial facility, but it was changed, or it has been altered to uh, into like living quarters, and you cannot change. You you have to go through a certain process yeah. to change. Like the a city has to approve it and shit. Yes. Yeah, so and and all of us. So like they caught like beds and like like basically like living quarters there. So he's in. So if this motherfucker. Can do all the shit he's been doing only for a zoning permit to take him down. We are in a fucked up world. This motherfucker has been fucking statutory rape, abusing young girls for years. And we can never get him on it, but we can get him on a zoning permit. You know what's crazy? Get the fuck out. What's that? Let me tell you something. I'm going to give you an old school 1930s, 40s spill. What that tells me is if they want to get you, they will get you. And check this out. Everybody knows Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows he was involved with a lot of shit. They can never prove it. How did they get this motherfucker? How did they get him? Tax evasion. Motherfucker got sent to Alcatraz for some tax evasion. Not even for the murders he did. After all the shit, you go down for the most minor little slippage. Man, bro. See, look. Wait, it's a bed in there? Let's go. Oh, bro, we they could have got him on the like, We got him. <laughs> He's just like, oh, wait, you know, he, he fucked the minor? No, nah, no, we ain't got shit on that one. Uh, oh, there's a bed. <gasps> Was there a bed? Yep, we got him. <laughs> it's a bed in there? Okay, let's go get him. Wait, what was it? Sprinkle a little crack on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, sure. it, was, it was a lot of stuff that raised my eyebrow. Like, I want I want to know why his wife still carries his last name after he did all that nasty shit and she has kids. And I can give you an answer to that. Why is that? It's called money. It's sad to say, and forgive me for it, but in the end of the day. But why does she got to carry his last name to get the money? Last I checked, they write the checks to the wife of the actual dude. Right, but she can, they're divorced now. So she can. Alimony? Maybe. But I don't know if you have to bear that dude's lap. Bro, if, an, if, if, if I'm married to a woman for years and it comes out she's been molesting young boys, I am taking my last name. You are changing your last name back to whatever the fuck you had prior. You are, I don't care about, you are giving me my last name back. If I have to drag you to the courthouse by your fucking ear 
and then get the fucking paper documents. I will drag you to the DMV, then to the bank, and change your name myself. Oh, man. That's crazy. I, I'm doing it myself. But <clears throat> rest assured. Rest assured. But I've just been licensed to be an attorney to change this shit overnight. Man. But anyways, man. R. Kelly is is done. He's you know out of here. His record label dropped him. His record label should have been dropped him, but he was feeding so many people. He was bringing in so many, so much That's money. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's that, that money. Money will do a lot of money things talks, to you, right? man. Yeah, bro. So at the end of the day, R. Kelly, man, good riddance to you. All I gotta say, good fucking riddance to Mr. Robert Kelly. Piece of shit. I don't ever have to hear another song written. He wrote, "I believe I can fly." In what circumstances? I'm curious now. That fucker. Bro, he 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 partially ruined Space Jam. Partially, he fucked it up. That was a kids' movie. On top of that, what are the odds? Now, I gotta I gotta are change you surprised? the subject, bro. I gotta change this. We gotta we gotta we gotta change the subject because I'm getting upset. Um, have you heard the new uh, new J Cole joint? Nah, I have not actually. It is a pretty good joint. It's pretty good. Everybody, we all know J. Cole is a rapping motherfucker. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, so he... he. It actually sounds just a tad bit different than, like, the typical J. Cole song would sound. For the, primarily because for the last, I don't know how many fucking years, J. Cole has been, like, writing and producing all of his own stuff. But, like, it seems like now he's heard the critics saying... You're kind of sounding a little bit boring. Like the raps is still there, but you're sounding a little bit dull, a little boring because bro, it's con- only you producing. Consider the competition, bro. Let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Let's consider his competition. I mean, anybody could sound dull with this type of competition, bro. All I'm going to say is it's, it's ruthless out there right now for this type of rap. It's classes. Oh, yeah. There's a three headed monster that runs hip hop and then everybody else. That's it. One of those heads is J. Cole. The three heads are Drake, uh-huh. J. Cole, and Kendrick. Those are the three dudes that, like, let me ask you a question. Everybody waits to, for them to drop. Who oversees these people? If I personally had to rank them, well, am I, I'm going I'm to rank it those three Drake, uh-huh. Kendrick, then J. Drake, Kendrick, then J. Cole. But now, but now that J. Cole is starting to get producers involved, different sounds, different types of beats, different types of, I think, I think we're gonna see a new J. Cole because on this record, we'll we'll play it when we jump in the car. On this record, like he he's not he's kind of on his humble shit like he's always been, but he's talking his shit a little bit. He's kind of talking like, yeah, I'm, I'm that nigga. Like, I'm, yeah. Hmm. My pen is the pen to watch, and so he's kind of looking like he's kind of shifting gears a little bit because I feel like he's heard all the like criticism that oh he's. Has he ever collaborated with Jay Z? Jay Z. Mm-hmm. He has. Mm-hmm. Um, what album was that? I don't know. It was called a. Uh... It wasn't like a crazy. It was a cool song. It wasn't like crazy. This was early J Cole though. Early. This is probably like. I don't recall. Sideline story. This is probably like his first or second album. His first or second like real album. Like they got a song called uh, 
nice watch or watch this or something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll show you that shit. Because here, here's one thing that I do believe in is that you got the three-headed dragon, as you would say, it, right? Mm-hmm. But the one holding on to that chain that actually connects the neck is Jay. Is Jay, bro? Yeah, I mean, as a East, as a he's an East Coast nigga. Bro, no, I'm a West Coast nigga. As like, a rapper, bro, I'm, because I'm, of I'm, anytime I think Jay Cole's the. I think gets, I think Jay Z is the best rapper of all time. Oh, I, 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 oh as a West Coast I, dude, I, I gotta say that. Like, I'm I, a huge Tupac fan. I love woo. Tupac, but at the same time. I, it's hard for me to give it up to an East Coast nigga. <laughs> I'm stretching. I'm stretching. It's hard for me to give it up to an East Coast cat, but I think he's the best of all time. But, but let's not forget, but Pac is an East Coast cat too. Pac is all West Coast. He was born. He was born in New York. He was born in New York. He rapped in New York. He he got dragged out of New York and then came to the West Side to do his name. I no, mean, no, no, no. But he was born he, in New York. He, he was New raised York in kid. He was raised in New York for a minute. Then he moved to Baltimore. He lived in Baltimore for a minute, but then the majority of his life, like I would say, like ninety percent of his life was, and mind you, Santa was crazy. He died when he was like how old, like twenty five, twenty six, or something like That's that. What I'm saying, like I would say, like the the majority, the great majority of his life was in L. A. His rap career was in L. A. Not his life. The majority, I can I can look it up. The majority of, it it, I think I think he came to L. A. when he was like eight or something like. Give that. me his address. You see, Biggie has an address in New York. What the fuck was this man's address? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I can tell you what you know, Dre's address, you know, you look, I mean easy E for that matter. Look, I I love Pac, man. He's one of my favorite rappers. One of my favorite rappers, hands down, but man, don't play me, bro. East Coast bread came on down. He he was already in his teens when he came out here. Uh he died in ninety he was twenty five when he died. All right. Um killed in New York. All right, let me see early life. Where that shit at, bro? Stop playing with me. Tupac Shakur was born in Harlem, um, but relocated to Los Angeles in 1988. All right, so he moved, he, was, he was born in Harlem. Uh-huh, so he died in 96, right? Right, but he was born in 71. That's right. So he only spent eight years here. He was born in 71. Hold on. He's born in 71, relocated in 88. 88 to 96. That's eight years. Boom. That's a, that's a LA nigga, man. I don't care what yeah. <laughs> look, I didn't realize it was that long. But if you talk about look, man, if you talk about LA people, mm-hmm. there's two people that come to my mind when I when I think LA. When yeah. I when I just think LA, I'm like, man, you know Snoop. what? Snoop is one of them for sure. Old school Snoop. Mm-hmm. And Cube. You can't. Yeah. You cannot have a conversation about the rap game, bro. And I'm talking about just in general. I'm everything from what would be the late '80s, mm-hmm. mid '90s, and 2000s, and even close to now. One of the best fucking rappers Snoop you can put arguably, on the game. Snoop arguably has the best album of all time. But fuck yeah, Doggy Style. Hell yeah. Like Snoop has, like it's arguably like I some people, the entire album. Some people say that is the best album ever made. I could arguably defend that, yeah. Yeah, I, you can defend that. That that's yeah. not a stretch of the imagination. All I know is Snoop. I mean, that's a, that's some that's some West Coast legends that I love, man. No, legends mean, there are, bro. But I'm yeah, talking about yeah. like, look, look, look at Cube for example. If you could think of all the sick ass old school beats that were made, mm-hmm. where'd they come from? The raps that were thrown out, who they come from? Right. It was Cube and Snoop. 
Just consider it. Just think about it for a minute. Just go right. back. Hit that beat. Check yourself, bro. Everybody knows that little beat hook. Man, remember remember Quick? DJ Quick? Oh, my God. Oh, bro. Quick and... Compton legend, bro. Listen, DJ Quick and Sugar Free, you put those two together? What, did, what was that one His song? first album. His first album was legit, too. Man. Uh, uh, what was it called? Quick is the name. Two. Nah, he was, he was legit. That shit was legit, bro. Um, You know what's crazy, though, man? One of the things I've always laughed at was that for me... Sugar Free wasn't actually a rapper. He just spoke shit. Sugar Free? Yeah. He was like a poetic, like, uh, yeah. He was like a poetic go. speaking motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, homeboy didn't rap. He just. He's from LA too. He just told me, uh, yeah. what is that? Pomona. Yep. He's a Pomona cat. He was a motherfucking, he was a, he was a fucking legend. What else we got on here, man? Uh, fucking. Oh, wait, man. Look, real, bro, we're we at 136. Are, all right, real quick, I want to end with this, bro. We got the Super Bowl this weekend, yeah. man. Ooh, Who's, man. You, got any, you got any picks, man? Los Angeles Rams. All right, man. My heart, my soul, mm -hmm. the power is with the Rams. All right? But. But. Mm, be on high alert, y'all. Here it come. Yeah, high alert right now, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I've doubted Brady before. Considering the lackluster team he was working with even prior, mm -hmm. it is fucking crazy how Belichick and Brady put shit together. And they keep doing it, man. Look, at the end of the day, everybody hated the Yankees because they kept doing it. They had right. a way. Joe Torre and his Yankees had a way. Belichick and his fucking New England Patriots have a fucking way. Now, here's my thing, man. This is what makes it awesome. You have the youngest coach in history against one of the veterans of all time. You have a young QB that's explosive mm -hmm. against a QB who not only is explosive, but calculating. Strategic. Right. A scary motherfucker on that field. You give him 30 seconds, you fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's fucking crazy. I mean, you know... I, I was listening to uh, Sharp just the other day mm -hmm. because my thing was, and we've had this conversation before, Aaron Rodgers is the shit. Right. He's a fucking amazing QB. You give Rodgers a chance, he will ruin you. Right. But if it's crunch time and you tell me Rodgers or Brady, Brady is Mr. Clutch. Hands the fuck down. I and agree it's with a everything you're saying. Scary concept. I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I'm going Rams. I'm an LA nigga, so I gotta go Rams. Oh, we going I'm Rams. I'm tired of the but, Patriots. But but if the Patriots were to pull it off, I wouldn't be surprised. Brady and Belichick are just different monsters. You gotta fucking be able to tame them. Um, I think it's gonna come down to the wire, and I hope the Rams we are are able to edge them out. Um. That's just where I'm at with it, man. Um, you know what, man? Honestly, I'm going to tell you one thing. Because I want the Rams to win. Right. I want the fucking Rams to win. Right? But on some low-key stuff, man, I'm, I'm a big man when it comes down to legends and legacies. I will tell you this much. If Brady can pull it off, I wouldn't mind it. Because he will literally change the scope 
He's already of changed the, the scope. Cha- but I mean, but this now is that, nine appearances in eighteen years. But that's what I'm saying. That, but he would literally kill the scope, man. Because I mean, hell, for so many years, everybody's always talked about the Joe Montanas, mm-hmm. the Dan Marinos, the Brett Favres. I mean, hell, Peyton Manning was a beast in his own category, which played in the era with Brady, and Brady still whooped him in that era. To the point that Peyton retired and everybody was like, oh, Peyton was still one of the greatest. And fucking Brady's at what, 41, 42 right now? No, 40? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like 39, I think. No, he's already in his 40s. Who? Brady. Oh, yeah, Brady's 41. Brady's yeah. 41. I thought he was talking about um, when so, Peyton retired. You see what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. saying, dude. But regardless of it, if he takes it, power to him. I'll, I wouldn't mind it because at the end of the day, I would prefer my Rams to whip on a younger team that doesn't consist of Brady. Hey, and that is episode 26 of the Good Riddance the podcast. Um, we want to shout out to all the listeners, everybody who listened, everybody who thought to listen, everybody who's about to listen, everybody everywhere. Shout out to you. Make sure y'all hit the subscribe button, Apple Podcast, Google Play, SoundCloud. Drop us a line. Let us know, man. We want to hear from y'all. We want to talk to y'all. So, um. Peace, love, and happiness.